time for the Gore and More podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear we'll never part. We're going on now. A ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. And what's up, everybody? And welcome to the Gormore Podcast. This is your host with the motherfucking most. TJ Bowser, and joining me as always is your Dark Lord of Knowledge, Chad Chrisman. What's up, bitches? And Big Johnny D. What's going on, Gorehounds? So, Bobby is currently fucking with his computer, so he cannot be here for the intro of the show. So we will start the show without him. Bobby who? Too much jizz on the keyboard. (laughs) That seems to be the problem. Sorry for the late start and the weird delay there, but that happens when we're trying to make the show look a little bit cooler for you guys. It's all about that production value here. So, guys, moving on with the show. As per usual, it is time for your slice life. Johnny D, what'd you do? Uh, well coronavirus you know so what are we in week two three i don't fucking remember uh so nope rocking that sweet unemployment still unfortunately uh i know some people like it i can't fucking stand it but unfortunately it is what it is so i've been catching up on my games and my movies mostly games uh i've been rocking doom like a motherfucker doom love it can't put it down uh borderlands three that just had new DLC come out that's um, very Lovecraftian. Uh, I've only dabbled a little bit in it, but not too much. Um, and then downloaded some of the free games for the month. Uh, there was like Sonic Generations and another game, another platformer called like Shantae. It's not too bad. Uh, other than checking this sweet movie out, uh, I watched one of the most... Uh, or started watching the classic trilogy from the great director that we all know, Mr. Sam Raimi, starring the beloved Bruce Campbell. Nice. You know what I'm talking about. That's Spider-Man, one through three. There you go. Fuck it. Yeah, Chad knew exactly. <laughs> I knew where you were going. Dude, my daughter wanted to watch the OG Spider-Mans the other day. I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking down. I haven't watched that in like 10 goddamn years. Still, still my favorite Spider-Man, dude. Dude. Not to go total like Halls of Hero for a second, but if you compare it to all Spider-Man movies, it's definitely the closest to like all the comic iterations, like or the original comic iteration, I should say. Not exactly. like you know, all the spin-offs and all that other shit. Right. But no, so uh, enjoyed that. Enjoyed this movie. And uh, like I said, man, just been chilling with friends online, fucking playing games and uh doing the school life. Obviously, you know, gotta uh, keep the daughter's school going. And yeah. let me just say, dude. Kudos and shout out to all the teachers out there. I give you so much respect <laughs> because, listen, I love my kid, but holy shit, man, she goes nuts after like half a day. And I can only imagine dealing with 19 other kids like that on top of that. So, yeah, any teachers, if you're listening, kudos to you. You don't get enough respect. And that's going to be my shout for the week. Chad, how was your week, bud? Well, I don't get to enjoy the unemployment like you because I am essential. 
<laughs> I have a pa- piece of paper that lets me go wherever the hell I want because I'm essential. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but what you do is essential. True. I mean, true that, homie. And we get a temporary dollar an hour raise for being out there. That's good. Yeah. Nice. Very yeah, nice. Pretty cool. I mean, it's not like you can go out and spend money anyway. So fuck it. It's just money in the pocket. <coughs> so other than that, you know, just hanging out last weekend, I finally I got to try out the Predator beta. That came out. How was that? Ah, uh, it's a game. Be honest. Be honest. I don't like player versus player games to begin with. PvP, nigga. I okay. I played two matches. One as a commando, and one as a predator. Uh huh. And the predator match, I lost. And as soon as the guy killed me, he walked over and started teabagging it. And I'm like, you know, what? I'm fucking done. Fuck this. I absolutely. That is the thing. I fucking hate this. That is why I hate games like this. Is because. The teabagging. It's fucking stupid. It's the most retarded thing people fucking do in this game. In any games, it annoys the fuck out of me. And I was like, done, quit. Wait, wait, wait. But as the Predator, don't you have the fucking, like, nuke? To, like, go off once you die? I have no fucking... Or maybe that's, that's, like, an upgrade. Because, like, I I read somewhere where somebody was like, yo, don't teabag the Predator because don't forget about his fucking hidden nuke. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it was all right. I'm not going to, you know, rush out and buy it, probably. I might. I don't know. Because only 40 I mean, bucks. Yeah, I'm going to say it's 40 bucks or what? 60 for the full, like, yeah. Uber edition or some bullshit? Yeah, with the Uber edition, you, you get, like, a fucking digital graphic novel, which I... Ooh, digital graphic novel. pre-order, so I don't know. Meh. So I tried that I was, out, and yeah, it was all right. I was going to try it, but I don't have PS Pro, and I'm thinking, I'm like, do I really want to buy a game and then have to buy a PS Pro? Pro on top of that, just for that one game, I'm like, nah, I'm good. Of you could have done it on PC too. Yeah, there you go. Mm, there you that's go. That's true. So you believe in and yourself. there is there is an option to allow crossplay. Oh, in the game options, there's a switch that you can toggle. Oh, that's for cool. Allowing crossplay for PC and PS4. I'm so happy that games are starting to actually like hop on that bandwagon. It's that next generation. Yeah, we're all moving towards. So yeah, other, yeah. Than that, other than that, I didn't do much. I watched this movie, played some other games. I played uh, Sonic Forces, mm-hmm. which is what is that? Uh, <laughs> it's like a Sonic platformer. Uh, it's kind of hard to describe. Is it like the old school, or is it like the newer one where it's like you're running behind them, or is it totally it's different? Both. It switches back. So over. it's like Sonic Generations too, yeah. kind of them. Yeah. Kind okay. Of. Yeah, and it was all right. I tried. To, I tried playing Shadow of the Colossus. I just couldn't get into it. Ah. Okay. Well, the very beginning is so fucking boring. Hmm. And I was like, oh, <laughs> if again, I sat there for 15 minutes waiting for it to run through the intro. You don't even do anything. It's just it's a guy fucking riding a horse for 15 minutes. It was boring. My son's sitting there falling asleep watching it. Sounds like the entire Lord of the Rings saga. Uh, <laughs> so uh, but yeah. that was about it. Uh, TJ, buddy, how was yours? Pretty good, man. Uh, so I got the word that a couple of my items that I ordered way back when are shipping out finally to add to yield display back there. That means Michael's going to be put in a box soon to add some cool shit back there. As you can see, I did add a picture of that. My hubby wubby Corey Kaufman got me here. If you guys can see it. I see something. Yeah, up there behind my old head is an AEW, what he calls wave one roster cartoon thing it's cool as shit look it up it's all over my facebook anyway did a podcast yesterday with mick Strawn and a lady that goes by the name of rachel tally 
She is the director of Tank Girl and Freddy's Dead, has also worked on shows such as Doctor Who, Sherlock, and Riverdale. Riverdale, yes. Very My popular show these days. Yes. Very popular. But That's the RG one, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Cole Sprouse. One of the Sprouse twins. Yes. Not to be confused with Dylan Sprouse, who kind of looks like him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Robert Amone at? I That's the question. No clue, but yeah. That's the big question of the hour. Either way, the show must go on till he pops his little Italian head in here Ooh. and greets us. So that means it's time to get into this week's movie review, which is 1987's Blood Harvest. Yes, Blood Shit. Harvest. So that is directed by Bill Rabane, written by Frank Kinkin. Whatever the fuck. Produced by Lezik Berzinski. Starring Tiny Tim as the marvelous Mervo the Clown. Dean West as Gary. Etonia Salchak as Jill Robinson. Lori Minetti as Sarah. Albert Jaggard as Priest. Peter Krause as Jill's boyfriend, Scott. Frank Benson as the sheriff. Music by George Dougherty. Cinematography by Bill Rabane. Pulling double duty there, Billy, huh? Edited by mm-hmm. Teddy Darvis. Distributed by Shooting Ranch. Released January 1st of 1987. It was an early release. It was the first release. <laughs> Runtime of 88 minutes. Budget the fuck if we know. Gross the fuck if we <laughs> know. But we upgraded. We are prepared this week, motherfuckers. <laughs> and I'm going to show you all. The sweet, good stuff. Here is the trailer. Chad, do that thing that you do. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Shout out to Vinegar Syndrome. Sweet porno music. Wow. Mm -hmm. Merv? Marvelous Mervo at your service. Oh, God damn, you scared the shit out of me. Marvelous Mervo, at your service. Marvelous Mervo, that's my name. And I'll do my best to entertain you. Magic and laughter, cause that's my game. I could light up the sky each day at sunrise and darken the clouds when it's time to rain. That's some of the magic I have mastered. I'll show you the rest. Call my name. I wanna make the whole world laugh, even if the laughs on me. Oh, I paint a smile upon my face, there for everyone to see. So put a smile on your face, like your old friend Mervo, whenever you're feeling alone and blue, like marvelous Mervo, you'll soon discover a smile can do magical things for you. Happy to see me. Marvelous Mervo at your service. 
Wow. Holy shit. What the fuck was that? That <laughs> was one hell of a trailer brought to you by Vinegar Syndrome for the release Vinegar of strips? 1987's Blood Harvest. What a film. Let's discuss it, boys. But first, let's run down that interesting as fuck plot. Chad, it's been a while. It has been a while, and I'd be delighted. A beautiful young girl, Joe Robinson, returns to her peaceful rural home to find that her life has been turned upside down. The house she grew up in has been defaced, her parents are missing, and the whole town hates her father, the bank supervisor who had foreclosed on many of the local farms. Only Marvelous Mervo, played by Tiny Tim, seems happy to see her. He wanders around the community dressed in a clown suit with a clown's permanent grin grotesquely painted on his face. Mervo's brother tries to rekindle his love affair with Jill. Then, one by one, those closest to her are slaughtered like cattle, tied upside down from the rafters of the barn until the surprise ending reveals the madman and a very unlikely savior. Bum, bum, bum. Gentlemen, what did we well, think? Whose pick was this? This was, this was TJ's. I, I, I mean, I kind of had to figure, but, you know, I still wanted to ask. <laughs> just, so every, just so everybody would know. 80s slasher film, obscure-ass statistics on it, no budget. Yeah, that's all me. Uh, Tiny Tim is, of course, the main feature of this film, as you can tell. Well, the main draw of this film with the marketing. It's an yeah. odd film. This film is a lot more ambitious than what it actually looks like it is. And I can explain that once we break down the film more through our questions. But if you uh, pay attention more so to the brother, so the brother character, he is uh, kind of like a Law and Order SVU episode. He's a fucking mess. He clearly yeah, he has is. this weird obsession with women and the fi- human women, this women in general, the figure of women. It's just strange. Okay, it causes him to chloroform multiple women throughout the movie. <laughs> And then touch them, take pictures of them, then take pictures of them back together. Just really strange fucking stuff. Okay. Meanwhile, they have a obvious red herring that they set up at the very beginning of the film. That is Marvelous Mervo. And then they show the killer throughout the movie. Kind of, sort of. And it's clearly not Mervo. So it's... (gasps) Spoilers, everybody. If the film, yeah. <laughs> if the film took out Mervo and the whole draw of Tiny Tim playing a fucking clown, we'd have maybe an interesting slasher movie about a very sadistic, fucked up sexual predator here. If Pretty much. they would have possibly added more characters so as not to be so obvious as to who the fucking killer is. Yes. <laughs> oh, you mean the five characters in the whole movie didn't give it away? Yes. <laughs> Oh, Bobby. Take your time, buddy. Hop in when you can so you can get to the yeah. discussion topics. We're going we're gonna to stretch this cheese out, dude. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? Chad, I know you don't have a lot of notes for this film, but right. can you uh, just give us what you do have? Let me see what we do have here. Uh, Tiny Tim was making a personal appearance at a beer carnival in Lincoln County, Wisconsin, which I'm sure there was lots of cheese there as well. Just mm-hmm. like this movie. In 1985, a local filmmaker, Bill Rabane, was in the audience. He had an idea for a horror film and decided to see if Tiny Tim was interested in appearing in it. He was. This was the result. Tiny Tim wore his own clown suit. Nice. Yeah. Peter Krause refused to take off his jeans for his love scene with Jill. 
Uh, by the way, this is his first. <laughs> this is his first acting role. He's been in like a ton of TV shows and stuff. Uh, he's the main character in the show Nine One One on Fox. My wife watches that show like religiously. Mm. And what's really, really? funny? Is he, he looks like just a slightly older version of that guy in this movie. His voice is identical. Okay, so he aged well. He aged really well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, an actual auctioneer and real farmers are featured in the auction scene. The script was written in three weeks, although it feels like it was written in three days. <clears throat> and the 2003 US DVD on the retro media label is heavily edited and missing footage of nudity and violence, including a beef, brief full frontal shot of Jill in the shower and a throat slashing. Why would you cut out a throat slashing? I don't know. But that's literally all I was able to find. Bare bones. Bobby's comment makes it sound like he's not at home on his computer. Why would it? Wait, what? Not, not my, my computer, so I don't do it. Oh. Well, that sucks. <laughs> Continue. That's all, so, you, buddy, so. that's all you got. Yeah, uh, there is an episode of Joe Bob Briggs uh, who did this for the last drive in on Shutter. Shout out to Shutter. It is free during the pandemic. Go over there and watch all the horror films. Some films that I shall recommend right now during the Shutter sidebar. OK, so I'm on the fucking roll today. Uh, Downrange bore the Furies haunt. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, the new creep show. Yeah, creep show. The new, uh, yes, the new creep show. Uh, Joe Bob Briggs, the last drive-in that's on there. Of course, all of his specials revolving around Christmas. I just want to take a second to give a huge shout out to Joe Bob Briggs, who's been doing this for what seems like thirty-five years. Yes, easily. Because, like I said in the chat, I remember growing up watching him hosting movies on the Movie Channel. Uh, I still have on VHS somewhere the very first airing of The Evil Dead. Mm. On the movie channel, hosted by Joe Bob Briggs. Okay, really, and, he, and that yeah. was so. That was obviously uh, pre TNT, right? Yes, or was it TBS? It TBS, was TNT, TNT's monster. TNT, yes. yeah, yeah. And he made the jump to that, and then now he's online. So he's still doing great. He's still out there rocking it. He's like Elvira minus the big tits. Ooh, hey man, thanks to him, he was the whole reason I even was introduced to the Evil Dead saga because he had Army Darkness on one night. And I watched that one first. Fucking loved it. Absolutely. I watched Evil Dead 2 first. A buddy of mine said, you got to watch this ah. movie. He's like, you don't even have to see the first one to get this. Right. I mean, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. No. Those films are so unique and oh, so yeah. easy to love. And just like Evil Dead 1 is easily like one of my favorite horror movies. Because it's just love, so fucking I love terrifying. the first one. Right. It really all depends. On, like, and honestly, it's a good judge of character on like who likes what for the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause like I got a buddy, like he loves the first one, and I finally got him to watch it only I don't know, fucking like five years ago or something like that, and he loved it. And I was like, all right, now the second one is where it starts to get a little campy. I go, and I'm telling you, you're not even gonna like the third because he just doesn't like the like Three Stooges camp style humor and shit like that, which is what I personally love about the whole series. But anyways, let's get back to this fucking awesome ass movie that we watched today. Well, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. There we go. There he hi, is. Hi. Wait, Holy can you hear me? Ladies. What? Is <laughs> now I still have technical difficulties. No, we can hear you. We, we can you. hear you. We got you, buddy. Oh, you can? Yeah. Oh, 
Wonderful. Why? He's holding his mic. Why do you look like I had to, like a, I had to switch game show spots? Host I was thing. getting shitty fucking reception. The fucking game show host microphone, dude. As you say, Bobby's live from the living room. Bobby, that's got what we got going on. That's great. Hi, I'm fucking finally here. Hi, Piece of shit. Hi. This computer's ready to go against the fucking wall. <laughs> you was gonna do. Was, oh, I would have, but I would have not cared. That's how I felt with mine last weekend. All right. So Continue Bobby, on, gentlemen. You're just in time to actually start the discussion of the movie. I did the behind-the-scenes stuff. Let's discuss the film itself. I'll take a drink. Yes. This was very interesting to watch. <laughs> I got a little that's, bit of feedback coming in from somewhere, gentlemen. Is it me? That's Bobby's uh, TV. No, the TV's off. That's actually the phone of you guys. I was going to say, it sounds like the stream. A little <laughs> oh, bit turn off the stream. Turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> You're confusing John. You can't confuse a John. You, no, I can't. <laughs> this whole week's been confusion, dude. It's been one <laughs> long-ass day. I don't even know. I took a nap today after I watched this movie twice. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby, where's your hat? Did you not get to know that it was hat day? It's hat day. Nope. Hat day, dude. Nope. And guess what? I'll be the weirdo without a hat. <laughs> He's wearing his rubber right now. He's good. Oh, yeah. Oh, speaking good. of hey, that. Uh, hey, wait, wait, wait. Easy down there, honey. Easy. I'm sorry. <laughs> what are we all wearing, by the way? We have an, uh, I'm wearing a WCW Nitro hat and a shiny. I, I got a black, a black shirt. That's oh. it. Oh, yeah. John. Oh, I'm rocking our merch, baby. The oh. Dean Cundy. What's your shirt there? Or your hat there, buddy? My hat? Uh, that is from uh, Salt City Con. That's a local con that's uh, pretty big up in Syracuse that happens here every in the, uh, in the summer, usually. I'm rocking the Flash and a nice, sweet Captain America hoodie. Ooh, look at that. <laughs> what the? <laughs> God damn it, Brody. <sighs> he's not wrong. I know. No, he's not. <laughs> he's not wrong. Wait, wait, wait. Let me get it in the frame. <laughs> there, <you go. laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys. So back to our movie review this is a, such an interesting film oh yes oh gunner says that i win with the shining shirt thank you mm-hmm. i have a uh, pair of shoes that i bought with this specifically to wear with this shirt so <laughs> yeah nice nice no anyway guys discussing this film i i just think if this film was restructured taking this plot and maybe uh take mervo out replace him with a better character to put as a red herring rather than Tiny Tim as a fucking singing clown might be a little bit better. But overall, I think that it's a decent story. Just the film's kind of hard to follow at times. Mainly. I think I think it's worth noting that the main character was naked four times in this movie. Ooh, oh, yeah. Twice, and she was lovely. Twice, twice you got full frontal. Full bush. Three out of the four times she was naked uh, between the first and second kills. <laughs> So there you go. Uh, nice uh, 45 minute interlude between kills. God damn it, Bobby. Bobby, next hey, time you're doing that, you got to put your own that, hand that, that on the back of your head. That full frontal made me go. <laughs> Listen, dude, this movie had. Oh, you mean like this? <laughs> Listen, this movie with the film quality and that kind of music, they had to give you something, dude, because there was at least two to three scenes that in 80s porn, dude, that would have ended completely different. <laughs> oh yeah that treehouse scene dude like just the intro of her walking down the road oh that was <laughs> like just the music that was going down i'm like yo this is straight up like debbie does dallas like pure 80s like 
legit what is it like they have like story like story yeah, porn she's, or whatever she's like about that. to get picked up by some guy in a pickup truck and she's gonna have to earn that ride she's, she, she's, a, she's a girl making her own across the country doing what she can you know yeah. what i mean like it's just that that hard that yeah riding her way across the country uh, I honestly thought when they were in the treehouse, were, we were getting treehouse sex. I was, right, yeah. I was so sad we did not. I'm like watching. I'm like, come on. Perfect time. This is the right spot. Nobody going to see you. Nope. Well, to be fair, he did shoot his shot, but she turned him down. Like She's like, yeah, let's not talk about that shit no more. He's like, fuck. She's like, come on, I'm hard. Can't you give me something? So we need to group this with like a bunch of other like really strange 80s slasher films. So like, oh, take this, this is. And like, let's say you put this with tourist trap. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So like, for really strange, fucking weird stuff that'll hurt your head. What other films can we put this with that will just like? Um, tourist trap definitely. And um, what was the other one we did that was really the cranberry sauce, dude? Like, I feel oh blood rage and and, uh, terror train. This all could be fucking wrapped up in even just blood rage, even just before dawn. It's just all these uh, film reel type. Slasher films that what do I want to call this the golden age or the taper off of the golden age, uh, late eighties so, type thing. It's 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 awesome because they're cashing in on what was a trend. I don't know. Huge, horror was a huge trend in the eighties. Yeah, I was. Well, oh yeah, to say that was a huge trend was an understatement. Yeah, you yeah, didn't even, but the slasher genre as a whole was kind of like tapering off, like quality wise, near that time. Well, this, that's because the slasher genre it was overdone. It was easy to get it, it. It was it was a it was a quick way to get an easy return on your investment. Yes, yes. you didn't have to spend a lot of money, but you guarantee somebody's going to rent it. You're going to make your money back. And this film way. is a prime example of that said pr- premise. Correct. Yeah. Yes. It has an awesome box art and everything. Like, and that's what I was mentioning to Chad before we started recording. I feel like the box art is probably what helped this movie move the most. That helps so many. Movies. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think a good edit on this film, taking out a majority of the Mervo scenes would save it. And maybe I, yeah, cutting I mean, back I, on some of the expressions, like the overacting, maybe cutting back on that. Definitely I th- cut out that weird fucking song he sings at the very beginning of the movie. The the uh the up the hill. And, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I will say. Uh, <laughs> God damn. That did intrigue me. I will say it made me. Go, I'm like, what the fuck? And then I'm like, what the song? Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck is he singing this shit for? And I'm just like, uh, okay, whatever. This See, is how the movie's going to go. I'm cool with this. I felt a little blue balled on like the uh, clown horror because the way this, and like TJ mentioned uh, prior, the way this movie's advertised, man, they have his face all over this fucking mm. thing so you well, think you're gonna tiny see tim's cool- the draw man like that's the guy you come in to see no i yeah. and i get that yeah but I, it's i'm the like, same boat but it's like man like i didn't get any sweet like weird clown fucking you know what i mean action it was just like oh he was just a very and i agree guy. I, I agree this could have been a little bit different and probably a little bit better of a movie if you just remove that character entirely i wonder that that's what we should do is do a challenge is a save blood harvest with a cut with an edit do the or if cut. not get him but, out at least yeah. give him something to kill but yeah. unfortunately if you remove the character entirely the, you, you don't have an ending no not right. entirely just the excess of that character ah. like, like have have him save him at the end maybe have a little bit of him here and there but don't have the full fucking weird ass scenes of him breaking into people's houses and fucking shit. Okay, so we're give like, him give him a like mid movie to the end. To each other, yeah, because he was like there within like seconds all yeah. the time. It was, and that's that's something that we had pre discussion before I go balls deep in that Baja blast. Uh, we had this discussion pre show <laughs> here. 
And, <laughs> you know, this film could have been so much more if we weren't limited to the locations, which were the barn and the farmhouse. And both locations were cool in a way, but both were kind of boring in the sense that didn't really change up. The camera angles didn't really change up. It was the same fucking thing the whole way throughout the movie. And he always took him to the fucking barn to hang him up. It was it was strange. It was really strange. Right. How many shots did you see of that door, that barn door alone? Oh, exactly. I, th- I actually I counted. I, I at least counted about 20 within half the movie. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> I That's believe I'm dead serious because I watched it twice. I should have kept it, track it of didn't it. make sense either time. Again, the story suffers due to lack of budget and the fact that this fucking marvelous Mervo character overshadows the whole fucking crazy subplot of this killer who has crazy fucking fetishes. Like, yeah, seriously. Dude, like, <laughs> and you know what? Can I, let me just, and the reason I also wanted to ask, um, you've mentioned this on the show before, but you, like most others, uh, feel questionable when certain scenes go to a certain extent in horror movies. And I was actually kind of surprised that you picked this one because I feel like this one is, you know, it doesn't take it to where, like, I spit on your grave takes it yeah. like that. <laughs> but it's, it's getting there. You know what I mean? Like, I think the whole thing about this killer is and it's not like some more so like the rape aspect of it. It's the fact of like seeing the body, touching the body and then like them not fighting back. It's kind of like admiring the body. And like he doesn't try to rape her. Like whatever he like, he just kind of like lays on top of her awkwardly. And then she wakes up and she's like, what the, what the fuck are you doing? Like so like he doesn't really try to rape her more. So just kind of like, OK, you're naked. I'm going to take pictures of you. you. You know, I don't. I'm going to say if the cops weren't going to show up in that one scene, I think he wanted to make Scott a little bit of a cuck. Not going to lie. I felt like it was kind of going to that spot. Do you think that that would have been like the full transformation of like his obsession with that girl is the full is eventually going full circle of completing that that uh, getting rid of the jealousy issue that he has with him and then also finally having sex with her? Like, do you think that like the whole movie is just a progression of his obsession with her? Go, go. I think the obsession started, but then once he saw like <laughs> um, her and him, her, her and Scott on the floor going at it, I think that's when it like really fucking kicked into overdrive. So you got really jealous go- of Scott, and then his obsession got fueled even more with her. Bobby, what are you going to say, man? I would say with Johnny, with what Johnny said when he saw them on the floor, I wouldn't say an obsession. Definitely more of an angry obsessed per, uh, obsession came out from him because mm-hmm. he because when he was with her after that, you could even hear it in his voice that he sounded just pissed off. Mm. Like, like, oh, what? I'm not good enough to see the picture. Of him. I need to see what he looks like too. Like you could you could hear it. He's just like, what? Am I not good enough for you? Yet it's like, dude, you need to kind of cool there. But this is what he wanted. He she's what he wanted he didn't get it and he never will which is unfortunate for him it's like borat you'll never get this you'll never get this (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly i'm gonna disagree chad shoot it shoot it because he was already he already had psychotic tendencies to begin with and that started with finding his own parents that uh, committed suicide and this is just a further but kind of like the whole what norman bates kind of like he didn't kill until he found the right person to set off his trigger yeah, but did he kill her? I don't didn't think he so. kill her did parents? He parents too. Yeah, did did he kill the parents? And yes. I, I don't mean to like I don't want yes, to jump into it, but actually still, the mother was still alive. They had her in that little bunker because right. Mervo was trying to feed her. Yep. Oh, and then right, she right, was right. Killed, and she was killed at some point between then and the end of the film. 
And it showed him killing the father at the beginning. So those of you who don't know, when I'm looking off into the distance, Chad is actually in studio. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever I turn and I look at the wall and I talk, I swear Chad's right there. I know. I keep. Looking. And if you see a hand bobbing up and down, it's because he's just giving him. The we business. are practicing social distancing here at Do Back Discussion. Chad is within longer than an arm length away from me. Six-ish feet. Six-ish feet. Six-ish. Yeah, that's good enough. We're not if reaching around. If it's five and a half, it don't count. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. But anyway, uh, where are we? Are we ready to start breaking this down with the questions? Yeah, let's break it down. Okay. You want some big questions? Well, wait, we got to do douche the movie yet. Yes. Do you want, do you want big question? Yeah, John, what's a question first, man? All right, so we got a, I got a few. Um, I mean, this movie was pretty, you know, cut and dry, but like we already said, you know, we took out a big section of it. It could be a lot better of a movie. Um, but uh, one, gentlemen, have you guys ever legitimately frolicked in a fucking field? No, I think you're uh, tiptoeing through tulips. Yeah. <laughs> tiptoe through the tulips. No, I haven't. Uh, I have not. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that scene when they're actually like holding each other's hands running through the fucking wildflowers. Looking like, like a fucking couple. Yet she's yeah, and I'm like, what <laughs> the fuck is this shit, dude? Like tiptoe through the tulips. Nobody really does. <laughs> that was a very good tiny Tim. It was. It was scary good. Thank you. <laughs> uh so let's see here. Do you okay, so this was I thought a good one. Do you think um Gary's parents were actually murdered by Gary and set up as a suicide. See, I was wondering that too. I actually would agree with Johnny to an extent. Well, I don't know if it's I I, I honestly don't have a decision because I are I still kind of think that might happen, but like it could go either way. Maybe there was a suicide and that was the trigger. You know what I mean? Like I thought at first when I uh, watched it the first time, I thought it was a suicide. I had completely 100% thought that. And then as the movie went on, like chats, it started to make more sense. But I was still after this first watch, I was like, no, nah, he didn't do it. And then as it went on, I said, okay, now it made that part made more sense out of everything. All right. Any other questions, you handsome son of a bitch? Okay. So. Don't call his mom a bitch, though, man. That's not right. <laughs> so, would you guys say Merv is probably sexually frustrated? Seeing as he keeps trying to protect Jill, and I believe I think, there was one. I don't think that's uh, sexual frustration. Is I don't think sex is a problem with Merv. I think Merv is mentally ill. To the point where well, there was one matter. line he said something when he was like touching Jill's shoulder. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And then he kind of like tweaked out a little bit and it seemed like he was. We also don't know what that brother does to him. That's true. Um, yeah. yeah said, I would have been an interesting part of the story. If yeah, he did. said he gets a little bit confused ever since his accident. But they never said what the accident was. We don't know what uh, what set him off. So that is very true. I'm willing to bet the brother hit him in the head like he did with her boyfriend or her fiance. Ooh, good guess there. I don't know, it, so, it could, it, he could have been severely traumatized by when they slaughtered the pigs too. Because he uh, could have been, yeah. been both for all we know. But that's very true. So the boyfriend Scott, after uh, they were trying to bang on, or I thought you know I, I didn't think they were banging yet. I thought they got interrupted. They did. Yeah, the phone rang. <laughs> okay, because then he goes. Oh, I need a beer because I always need a beer after a workout. Well, my question is, they didn't fuck. So where was the <laughs> no, workout? They didn't. 
The workout like, was maybe the running through the house. Who fucking knows? Either that or he's like a three pump chump and he did before like as the phone rang, he was like, ah, oh, you weren't even off. <laughs> do, you, do you need your pants off, Bobby? Personally? I mean, yeah. yes, it's, it's preferred. Yes. Oh, However, it's, not, it's not preferred. It happens no matter where. If you got a quickie on the hiking trail, dude, you don't want to be fully fucking like. Bobby, are you one of those it. guys oh. that pull your pants the whole way down when you pee at a urinal? Oh, God, I hope. <laughs> no, it depends on the urinal. It depends on where I'm at. <laughs> that depends on the time of the night. Oh, that's great. Oh, fuck. <laughs> All right. Other than that, man, it you know it's just I think most of the questions could could be chalked up to just potentially shitty editing and things of that nature. So much agreed. I say we roll it on to the main questions. I think before we get to the main questions, we should probably do some uh... sponsor throwouts. Yes. Speaking of which, you see them sweet new shirts Caddy 13 just dropped? Yes. But look at that face with Rodney Dangerfield. She looks happy. That was going to be your spot until you hopped in, dude. (laughs) I was cool with that. Creepy girls, do you like spooky things in horror movies? Then Cabin 13 has the stuff for you. Check out their selection of horror-themed props, bins, buffs, action figures, collectibles, and more. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to visit Cabin13.com and buy something, or I'll kill you! Marcio Charlie's Horror Costume Studios. Premium hand-sculpted latex masks, busts, and hoods. Everything is handmade and painted by Marcio himself. Be sure to check out his wide range and selection of products over at Facebook and Instagram at Horror Costume Studios. Hey, you out there. Hey, listener. Take a look at yourself. Want to know why you look like shit? Because you aren't wearing Dubac merch. Take your ugly ass over to dubacdiscussion.net and click on the merch tab. Pick up some hot fucking swag, then you can become a sexual Tyrannosaurus, just like us. Graveyard Classics. Horror-themed tees and posters, professional in-house screen printing, and clay prints. Powered by Death Style Art and Graphics. Go see what you can dig up over at GraveyardClassics.net. Come out now to Mask by Lance. Premium Friday the 13th custom-made hockey mask. Down there in Tennessee by Lance McKinney. Find him on Facebook and Instagram over at Mask by Lance. Go order one now, boy. And that was your ad block as recommended by Dale Silva from Cabin 13. So back to this week's movie review of 1987's Blood Harvest. So who's douche of the movie, guys? Douche. It would have to be the brother. Not Gary. Gary. Fuck you, Gary. Yeah, the, the brother. There is no question. Or, or you could go with the cop. On I was going to say the sheriff could the be sheriff too, because he yeah. didn't want to give up his fucking softball game. How dare was, you? Or his right, soul. I have to give up my, my softball game for your problems? Really? The poker game That's by cool. himself, too. What, I, what I like was, he's, <laughs> was he said he, he drove her out there to take a look around. Oh, if I make it back in time, I can make it back for the final inning. <laughs> like, how far does she live? Yeah, right. Okay, guys. So, and then like later, he showed up in like five fucking minutes flat, no problem. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's one short ass softball game, guys. Boss man, let's break yes. it down. 
That isn't cranberry sauce already. Favorite kill, oh. guys. Let's talk about the hog tie hanging upside down and slit that bitch's throat. I feel like that was kind of the only kills in this movie. I feel it like really that was. was like the most. No- ah! Did she also get the uh, arrow in the hand? She yeah, that's not really song. a kill. Yeah, that's Same not girl. a kill. Okay, well, I think it's just that that whole sequence is just brutal as fuck. So I'd have to say that's my favorite kill. That's really about the only one worth mentioning. Yeah. You're talking yeah, about so the one where he kills Sarah, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's just the drawn out one. I mean, he does bash the boyfriend in the head, and then he goes back to him. But yeah, he kills him later on. But you don't even—I don't even think you see it. It happens off screen. Although I did like that he bucketed the boyfriend's blood to later use it in the little up. That's my favorite there. scene. So yeah, we'll get weird. to that later. That was so weird. There's a lot of people yeah, hanging up in that fucking barn by the end of the movie. Her parents, right, dude. That was- Sarah, her boyfriend. He her parents, looks like yeah. looks like he took a little. Uh, ins- from Ed Gein. Right? So what is everyone's favorite kill? Everyone's going to agree that it was the... Uh, yeah, that was the only one. Really yeah, the one that... Yeah, Sarah. Okay. Fair enough, guys. So, uh, best scene... Garbage day! Guys? <laughs> Garbage. Best scene for me was the whole ending scene where, like, she sees the reveal of all her friends and her family hanging in the barn. I just thought that looked cool as fuck. Yeah, I'd say that whole third act for me, like the whole climax of the film is probably my favorite. I especially like the scene where uh, he trapped her in a little slaughter pen. Yes. Ooh, yeah. I was wondering how she was going to get out of that one. And she did. Uh, I agree. The climax is one of my favorites. But what we just mentioned, the bucket of blood in the fridge, just because it's random. I'm like, okay, I'll I'll give you that. uh, That's part psychological type stuff. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's not only random. That scene all the way up to her bathing her and then him laying on top of her naked and like that whole fucking 10 minutes is fucking weird. That's the beginning of a porno right there. <laughs> <laughs> Different kind of fucking porno than you and I watch. <laughs> that's the beginning, that's the beginning uh, of I'm a not, Friday I'm going to leave that one open and not say anything. That's the uh, beginning of a Friday night for Bobby. Yeah. That a hey, couple it, remotes, it, you know, set the mood. It ends a, it ends a lot better. <laughs> Did somebody say universal? <laughs> the whole time, though, I watched that scene. He's like, all right, I'm going to clean you up and I'll cover you up. But first, I'm going to suck on them titties. And he was just like, what the fuck, dude? Oh. So, guys, uh, best scene, best scene, best scene. Yeah, like we, I said, dude, really and barn scene for me. Yeah. Okay, so did the opening scene hook you in? I want to say because the way it was edited, it literally made it seem like Mervo was the killer. So yeah. it set up a red herring for him. So I want to say yes, only because right off the bat, it was very effective at what it tried to do. And that was to set up Mervo as the killer. So you go into the pre- into the movie with a predisposition that that is the killer due to the way that they marketed the film as well as introduced the film. But then it went. Yeah. From, but it went from that to an auction scene. Mm-hmm. So I don't very confused. Well, like the auction like, scene is actually after the title card, so technically that the movie's I the intro was very short for this movie com- in comparison to most that we watch. I yeah, think. it was. It, it it didn't take very long, but it did no. hook it hooked me in w- uh, with the that like small killing and his like his singing. I'm like, okay, this could be a really fucked up movie, but then it trailed off. So that hooked me in, but then afterwards I was like, okay. I think it could have been better had you had it play out a little bit longer to figure out to have you figure out who the fuck's getting killed. Fair enough. Because yeah. that was the only thing. Because it's like you're just like watching this random dude get killed. And yeah, you figure it out later. You're like, oh, that, 
chick's fucking dad. But you look deep in thought, know. Chadwick. I'm just debating whether or not it really hooked me in or not. I, it didn't hook me in. I will it fully admit that it in, was, but I, it didn't make me want to shut the movie off either. Yeah. No, it was just it was super short. Yeah. So you guys can like, agree that it was meh. Yeah. Very okay. Meh. Yeah. Easily. Okay. I think we all can I agree. Didn't. Meh. Moving on. It's a meh. Okay, guys, thank you. Swing, swing, swing. Tadpole, <laughs> she's a babe. She's magically babelicious. So you know what that is, the cue for best it's hottest girl. I would have to say the chloroform <laughs> queen herself. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, dude, yeah. Jill? Absolutely. Oh, J- Jill, Jill made me crack a hill. Ooh. I mean, there was only two girls in the whole movie, so. Yeah, well. And, and Sarah was good looking in the, her first scene there in the yellow tank top. Speaking mm-hmm. of that, Bobby, I wonder. I, I I thought I felt a disruption in the force earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, <laughs> can I have a minute to myself? <laughs> oh man, you got to give it to Jill, though, dude. Like naked throughout half the movie. And full frontal, you got. Hey, yep. look at Chad, and then look at Bobby, and then John and mine. It's like the the different uh, stages of a beard. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's but good. I gotta. Sh- I'm keeping a goatee. I gotta shave the rest of this. We gotta get for the soundboard. Uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Bush, we got Bush. Bush. <laughs> yes, we. I'm gonna say. I hope you had that downloaded. But can I, I talk about uh, the areola to nipple ratio? Be my guest. Very nice. Very nice. I think it was. Oh uh, yes. Very very fitting for the breasts. Two full the, hands. As has been and said, naturals. they were stupendous. Yes, Stupendous. Stupendous. Perfect nipple placement. Wait, wait. Huge. They were huge. huge. Definitely not from China. <laughs> <laughs> she don't got the Rona. <laughs> she don't no, got they, the, the Rona. They were made in America. <laughs> okay, Maybe, guys. Yeah. So, I think she was a better selling point than Tiny Tim myself. The next question. Doesn't really need to be said. Does, this, does the score set the mood? Yes. I mean. Oh, we yeah. got Tiny Tim in the movie, singing in the movie, and then we got a very awkward fucking score to go with it. I mean, it's Jack awkward. It fits the movie. The the movie really so the question is, does the score set the mood? Well, the mood was awkward, so yeah, I guess. Yes. yes. Yeah, it, it fit totally, it absolutely. Movie. Two thumbs and a cock all the way around. Best song would That's- have to be Marvelous Mervo. We're all going to agree on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brody, hush. I'm using this vibrator when I'm done with on her. Oh. Wait, give me a second. The mom or the girl? Okay, anyway. Uh, oh, dude, you could pull the Howard mom, Stern, man. Her, hey, hey, her mom is hot, too. Hey, no, dude, you got to pull the Howard Stern and set yeah, it up. Go, go get your mom's vibrator, Bobby, and go sit on that fucker on the show. Do it. Yeah. Reverb no. on the speaker. Sit right dude. on that. Hitachi that thing. Do it. Hit that back pussy right, son. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm so happy I was able to get in here after this fucking internet. <laughs> that would have been very sad. Okay, Damn guys. That. So, uh, favorite character. Marvelous Mervo, played by Tiny Tim. I would have to say just because it's so over the top, so unique, so eccentric, so Tiny Tim. I'm going with Sarah because the girl's hot. <laughs> I'm going to debate it. Yeah? Dude, those boobs. You mean, well, Sarah was her friend. <laughs> you mean Jill? Oh, Jill. Whatever her name is. 
Nice. Nice. I mean, Sarah, you got to see her in a bra. So. <laughs> Fucking Jeremy Brown coming in clutch. But Bobby funny. ready to tiptoe through her two lips. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Very, very. All right, nice. So Jill, Jill, just because the girl looks wonderful. Chad, that is a big rig you got in front of your face that there. Is. I like how it hides me. It does. It's great. <laughs> he is more machine yeah, than yeah. man at this keep point, it just people. Just like that, we wouldn't know Look what he's him. doing. He's got a big member there, and it mm-hmm. is nice. Okay, so. <laughs> Favorite character. Yeah, we're going to have to go with the uh, Mervo there. Okay. I guess. Uh, Bobbert. <laughs> Oh, I said uh, Jill. Jill. Jill, that's right. Okay, guys. So was it scary? Absolutely nope. not. Nope. I was more amused than anything. I was just like, so what exactly is going on here? I mean, I was getting a little tense during the fucking potential rape scenes. But... Tense as your butthole puckered? Uh, or... uh, yeah, a little bit right. pucker in action, you know? Well, it's like when, the first one, when, he, when she was on the bed, I was a little bit like, okay, what the fuck is he going to do? And then he takes pictures. I'm like, you're not normal. Okay. Okay. Can we let's put this in retrospective here? Is what this guy does any worse than what uh, Zito does? Oh God, no. No. Okay. No. So we can look no at this. Comparison. How fucked up this is, and how ma- this made us cringe. But think of how horrible and much worse the things are that in Maniac. But look at what Frank Zito went through as a child, too, in comparison. Yeah, it is. But we also don't know the backstory behind these characters. It's true. Could have been the same scenario, just obviously five people. It's about it. I mean, Gary was still kind of fucking with his victims. It's not like he was just straight up just like a quick kill and over with it. True, but he wasn't scalping them as he was like doggy styling them on the bed somehow. I think they were both just different levels of fucked up in their each way. I mean, seeing if, if we're talking... 2012 maniac. Yeah, here's how I see it. Gary was on the cusp of becoming what Zito is, as in Gary is just beginning as Zito is very set in his ways of being a serial killer and has that pattern already established as Gary is more likely as he is start just now starting his reign of killings as he is starting with the parents moving on to this group of kids than for it to be cut short by Mervo. You know, that's how I see it is maybe if Gary was allowed to get away with it, maybe he would eventually go into a type of role that uh, Zito was in. See, I feel Gary's closer to what's his name in Blood Rage. Like, he's got the brother he can kind of blame shit on. He's still doing his own, you know what I mean? Like, Okay, that, I like that comparison. I, I dig like, that, yeah. He, he's still got the, he's got he's got the pretty boy good looks, like with the quaffed over blonde hair and shit like that. But Whereas from Blood Rage, which his name was just more on his own fucking like egotistical level out of his own shit. Uh, this guy's just obsessed with his ex-girlfriend. So fair enough. Yeah. Bobby's sitting there pretty. Where are we? <laughs> we are. VR. Does it hold up today? Does it hold up today? Absolutely no. not. No. No, it's rough. It's rough. I'd like to see a gritty reboot. Yeah. Jump ahead, but. It does not hold up, no. <laughs> yeah, right. I gotta say, man, you could cut this in with some good '80s porn, and you would never know the fucking difference, dude. <clears throat> no, you really wouldn't. Jeremy the, Brown about- says, "What Blood Harvest is is a curiosity. Much like a c- crowd would be drawn to a carnival sideshow, you sort of have to keep watching to the next Mervo appearance, or excuse for Atonia to lose her clothes." <laughs> that is fair. 
That is probably no, no. That right there is the summation of the movie. <laughs> yeah, that is the exact movie. Just that's, that's yeah, yeah. That's that is the movie. Yes. So like like when you two were comp- you compared it to Blood Rage, you compared it to um our buddy at Maniac. I, I for some reason I couldn't compare this because it just seemed like I wasn't really comparing so, it more so, so like which one's worse and like the right right. Yeah. It's, it, I don't know. Like for me, like I couldn't compare this film. I had to just watch it for what it was. Because Zito really didn't rape either. He just straight up just fucking murdered them. Mm-hmm. Right. And then this he, guy, Gary also never raped. Or like that, then again, like uh, he was ready to. Yeah, like John. He said, had a, it seemed like he was building up to it. He had a predatory style. We're but talking like a true crime podcast right now. But in his, <laughs> in his mind, I don't think it would have been rape. No. No, it wouldn't. She, he already thought that she was like essentially in, in love with him still. Right. Because even on the couch, until she opened up her eyes, she was ready to it go. It wasn't Scott. Right. Yeah. So if she just kept her eyes closed and flipped over and did doggy, he would have been good to go. <laughs> then she would have been like, oh, what the fuck? But, you know, we didn't go that route. <laughs> Not yet. Anyway, we have to reboot this bitch. <laughs> okay, guys. So was the acting good or bad? Horrendous. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, pretty bad. <clears throat> this was worse than. Uh... This is worse than the rift <laughs> acting wise. Okay. Fair yeah. Enough. Yeah. I could say that. Well, Gary, for sure. Tim was on yes. point. I mean, cause he's exactly what you expected from him. Yeah. But Ray right. wise was on point in the rift too. So you can't true really- that true that. Re- yeah. Ray wise, Arlie Emery. Yeah. Either way. Okay. I'd say it's bad. Oh yeah, no, no. Yeah, argument here. there's no, there's no one star for that. That is not even point <laughs> five. Okay. Anyone else? Anything want to add? Anyone? I, no. I, I Cinematography was trash, as I said earlier, with the horrible setting of the film and the fact that they only utilized the one location with the two different, really places with the farmhouse and the barn, and then the space in between. The same angles utilized over and over again. The same shots over and over and over again. It just seems like a, a lot of repetition, a lot of the same here, a lot of the same there. Really wasn't exciting. It, it just seemed like a run-of-the-mill film. They did it just enough to portray what they were trying to get across. So that's all. That's also a no for me. And I don't necessarily think this might fall under the cinematography as much as the editing. But two of the shots that I really hated were at the end where she <coughs> sticks him in the arm with yes, hook thing, yes. And you can clearly see his arm going down into the fake floor and see the fake arm sitting there. Oh, shit. Right there. It wasn't even a very convincing shot there. And then also right after that, where he's stalking her through the in woods. woods. Yeah. And you can yep. see his arm. There's no wound. There's no blood. Yep. I there, was like, there was like a trickle of blood in that spot. I'm like, and it should have been gushing. You, I'm blood. like, you, you just had your arm gouged. What the? F- okay. And then even after that, when he was chasing her into like that pig area. He still was had the amount blood of blood. Then. There was a little more blood. Yeah, but it wasn't yeah. the amount that he should have had, yeah. like but for that just, kind of a wound. Yeah, he had full fucking range of motion of his arm. Seriously, yeah. bullshit. We'd be crying. Like there was a <laughs> there was a couple weird. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because there was a couple weird like shots, and I just don't know if it was poor editing. But there was one where when the cop showed up and he was about to like do shit to her under her hanging boyfriend, Ooh. He brought her back into the house. Oh yeah. The cop looked in the window. All of a sudden, there was a shot of her face, and she was all done up with makeup out of fucking nowhere. So I was like, 
did he have fucking time to like dress her up or something different? And then it goes back and it's, she's not like that. So I was just like, I didn't even notice that. That's hilarious. That's, I mean, that's I did, just, I did notice, shitty editing. and I thought it was funny too, that you mentioned that. Cause I, I did notice the full makeup during that scene and. Yeah. It was just really weird. And like, just threw me off. I was like, wait, what the fuck? Like he had somehow time to get her in there, close everything up and fucking dollar up before the cop peeked in the window. He was Johnny. He was going to make her eyes cry that mascara in a lot of good ways. <laughs> so john and bobby uh cinematography terrible no fantastic it didn't even set the mood uh next question is premise i want to say premise yes execution horrible uh, yeah that's probably the best way to do it the premise was actually it was wonderful but the way they did it was not the right way it would have been cool if like he the brother stole the his other brother's clown persona while he was doing the killings or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I would have, I would have been cool. I yes. would have liked to have had more characters in this just to make it a good, honest to God murder mystery. Yes. A real who. Yeah. Cause movie. dude, five is not enough. No. Well, like they I should have, have killed to... the sheriff off at that point just to have an extra. Or I must make Mervo like a crazy Ralph type character and then have him come in and save at the end, like Buster Rhymes. And yeah. <laughs> Chad, I have to point out what, <laughs> with, the, with the amount of people that we found, we knew. <laughs> Anybody else notice that about half the time in those killing scenes where there were any, you just see the blue sweater anyway. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, looking at it, I'm, I'm like, look at it. I'm like, great. This just ruined the movie. I was like 20 <laughs> minutes. In, I'm like, that ruined the movie for me, <laughs> but I got to watch it. <laughs> oh, man. So, guys, yeah. uh, we all can agree that the premise is good. It's just the execution was garbage. Yeah. yeah. Chad, what's next on the docket? Recycle, rewind, or remake? Okay. Remake. Oh. Uh, I'm not even waiting. I'm not waiting. Okay. If we were to remake, hypothetically, hypothetically speaking, who would play the Tiny Tim character of Mervo? Weirdo. Weirdo. Yes. He's got the perfect hair for it, dude. That's no. <laughs> as much as I love Weird Out, you got to go younger. Because it has who? to be believable to be the brother. Okay. Because Weird Al. Oh. Believe it or not, Weird Al's up Okay, and then years. who plays Gary? That's okay, true. we're going to go with that. Who's going to play opposite with Gary? Well, he could have an older brother that's mentally handicapped. Are we talking? Yeah. Okay, are we talking like budget is infinite? This is dream. Ryan Ooh. Gosling. As Gary. Ooh. As Gary, because he even looks like him. And he can go, like the, he can go the more intense route, too. Yes. Okay, Ryan now Gosling. who's going to play opposite of him? Mervo. <gasps> The f- uh, what about the chubby guy from Lost? What the hell is his name? Oh, no, fucking... no. Oh, wait. I was no? Thinking, no uh, sorry. You, you said Lost. I was thinking fucking Kenny Powers. <laughs> Danny McBride. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kenny Powers. Yeah. Danny McBride. Yes. Yes. It's Mervo. Oh, <laughs> that would I think it could do it. Like a drunk clown type character. Yeah. yeah I, okay. That I, I couldn't do it, dude, because I would just want Danny McBride to just be Danny McBride. <laughs> or Tom Arnold. <laughs> Tom, oh, my God, dude. Or we could get Rose. Why don't we just get Roseanne? <laughs> this is our butt. Okay. Oh, who, who would you guys pick to play Jill? Ooh. Hot tits. Good looking brunette. Mm. <laughs> no, Always oh, pick yeah. hot tits. As much as I want to agree with that, I, I would go with Megan Fox. Have we seen Man. Megan Fox in anything remotely interesting? Jake Gyllenhaal and Tiny Tim makeup. Yes. yes. Jennifer's body. Okay. Oh. When was that relevant, though? Like after Transformers? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, it was a pretty good so movie. Plus, 2010, 2009? Yeah. 
What's the mm. purpose of that film? Which one? Like Jennifer. I was gonna say if this was remade in like the nineties or like two thousands, I'd say Jennifer Love Hewitt. But she'd be way too old now. Yeah, she's like my age. She's she's in her forties. Uh, I don't know. I don't know any younger ones that. Would I, I mean, I don't know. I, my one of my personal is Alexandra Daddario. She, I think. Oh, she's, she's a fucking smoke oh. show. Oh, that's that's my honey. Who's that? Uh, the the girl from uh, Texas Chainsaw 3D. 3D. Like, show me more of that belly girl. Yeah, like she's she, a big she, got, girl the- she she got that black mascara with that black hair. Well, still haven't seen it. Texas Chainsaw. Right, I'll, I'll be I'll be back. I need Adam, twenty minutes. Texas Chainsaw movie. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, he hasn't seen it yet, so he doesn't know oh. what the fuck we're talking you about. You son of a bitch! Uh, what the hell? She was in another show. She was she in that know. that movie, that shark movie, that where they're in the. Oh uh, yeah, she was. They're in the, the, Meg? the supermarket, and the supermarket in Australia fills with water, and then she has to uh, bait. Bait. Yeah. Yes, that actually wasn't a terrible movie. The CGI is complete trash, but this premise is pretty dope. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, and it's uh, Alexandria Dario. So, yeah. Anyway, guys, uh, do your thing, cuz uh, Adam. That's not your fault. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm not that, even going to remake this shit, dude. I'm just going to say fucking recycle it. Throw it away. I, I'm with John. Recycle it. Pitch it. I'm with John. We've got enough. We got enough like this that are way better. Yeah. Just throw it out. Yeah, that's recycle. true. Recycle so, it, and oh. then somebody picks up the script and goes. Fuck this Mervo character. Let's let's explore this weird Gary fucking serial killer. <laughs> and let's right. not let's not tiptoe through. Okay, so I it's time for me to do math, motherfuckers. Uh, Jared's here, by the way, the guy who made the bla- blacksmith mask. Holla holla, no, you handsome motherfucker. Okay, guys, up? let's do the rating up in here. Chadwick. Up in hall. What out of five going more skull? This was easy for me to figure out. Okay. One. Okay. I did not enjoy this movie very much. I would have given it a higher rating, but the scene with Gary crying like a little bitch in the barn <laughs> knocked it down a peg. Okay, fair enough. But it, and it only gets that one star because of her being naked four times. Fair enough. Uh, moving downwards on the box, Bobbert. I'll give it a 1.5 strictly for all the nudity. That's it. Okay, moving on to the large and handsome, the sexy man himself, Big Johnny D. Uh, You know what, Bobby and I, uh, apparently great minds think alike, because I was going to say 1.5 for all the titties. That's my boy. That's my boy. Okay, so I'm going to have to give this one a solid 1.75. Ooh. We all kept it within the one range. Okay, we're all one, we're all one pump chumps on this. So one. that is a Gormore score of one point four. That is one higher than one, fucking one tenth last higher weeks. than the Rift. <laughs> Gormore <laughs> score of one point four. Rift was one three. Rift was Rift was one three. That's awesome. Well, TJ lowballed that motherfucker hard. That he did. <laughs> Guys, these are good scores for what they are. I mean, these are pretty solid. Hey, hey, man. What? We, Not every, we all base it off our entertainment. We can't right? always so. do Alien. True. Sometimes you got to do the knockoffs and shitty movies. Oh, no, this is this is deep diving here. Do you know diving. what I mean? So like, speaking of deep diving, what is the next film, Chad? Ooh. I just set my phone down. If I'm not mistaken, it is The Fly 2. It is The Fly 2. Okay. Yep. Woo! I love that movie. We should have Jason Brooks on to come on to The Fly 2 <laughs> since he did The Fly with us. Remember? Oh, he did. He yeah, did. That's right. 
This would be Still, a fun man. rewatch. I haven't seen it in a really long time. Nope. Neither it, have I. The only time I've never actually seen it in like its full. I've only seen it like on USA. <laughs> so this will be my full like official first viewing. So this, this. Be, it's this pretty graphic. Be, this will be your first time getting to see the full face melt. Ooh. Yes. It's so. Oh, wicked. at the end when yeah. he pukes on him. Yeah. Rachel Talley. Oh, told I had seen really that cool. once. I guess, cause I think it was like on HBO. She or did a, an effect recently where she went with her daughter, her younger daughter, and she was had to do an effect where she had to make a melting hand in a TV show. So she didn't have the budget to actually make the effect. So what she did was buy a rubber glove and bought a make your own uh, bath bomb kit, and she oh. created a bath bomb inside the rubber glove. And then, whenever right. exposed to water, the 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 hands shaped like that after painted melted slowly because it was a bath oh. bomb. Yeah, it's a cool way to do it. Yeah, that is cool. That's nice. innovation right there. That's so fucking cool. I thought I had to show that you guys a little special effects. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yo, man, April is going to be a good month for us, man. Actually. Yeah, it is. Oh, and we love doing movies oh, like yeah. this, guys. Just because we give it a shit rating doesn't mean we didn't enjoy watching the fucking movie right. and then coming on and talking about it. These it's are our right, better right. episodes. I yeah, agree. because we get we get to dissect bad movies that are terrible, but we still love them. Like, we'll never get that time back, but we also got to watch Tiny Tim in a fucking slasher movie. Okay. Uh, right. Just before <laughs> dawn, we got to see an, a guy get stabbed in the ass and it come out his dick. We got to see a guy get fisted down his throat. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was pretty good. these films we fucking hate yeah. and we give low scores. But holy fuck, there's moments that we'll, we'll just be like, oh my God. Like, when we watch The Slayer, like, there'll be a moment in that movie where you guys will be like, what the fuck are we watching? And then you'll be like, okay. And you'll never forget that. And then that will be that standard. I moment. honestly think the only film that we watched that had no redeeming scenes at all was The Dentist. Fair enough. I don't think I liked other than the mouth movie. horror, which barely stays with me. Other than whenever watching it, fucking trash well, film. Yeah, because was Doctor Doctor Giggles was also a dentist, wasn't it? Or no? No, he was just a doctor. He wasn't he was a, a doctor. I can't remember. Okay, Doctor Giggles. Like there's another that actor also plays in the Mister Bean movie. Yes, he does. And I'll tell you where. If anyone can tell me where what where he is in the Mister Bean movie. I just know he's in it. It's been so long for Mr. Bean. (laughs) Like, I barely remember that movie. He is the art. He is the art museum teller. Whenever they first walk in to get tickets to go into the art museum. Like, oh, yes, yes. Now I remember. (laughs) He's also also, um, in Night at the Scarecrow. Or Night of the Scarecrow. Scarecrow. He's in in Darkman. Darkman 2. So good old dark man. Also, Larry can we G- have a five second moment of silence for new mutants? Hold on. Thank you. I get to use that in post to help establish a white noise. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you're going. With that. I thought I thought something really happened that he's like for mutants. I'm like, Oh, no, New geez. Mutants actually got canceled. I do want again. I did, again, I did want to do a little moment of silence, but it also helps for me uh, in post production. Why don't they just drop that shit on digital like everything else they're doing now? I hope they do it for Mulan, and then we can shit on it. Okay, they are serious and considering doing that for both Mulan and Black Widow. Well, they can do I it with Black do. Widow, but God forbid! I want you to not release Mulan. Go back, insert the male character back <clears throat> in there with the love interest. Put the singing bits back in. And then I want you to take Kevin Hart, as useless as that motherfucker is, 
insert him in a Mushu type setting. CGI that bitch in the movie. Have that little Asian girl who played Mulan go and have a couple scenes of her talking to Mushu. Release the film, make me happy, and we'll be okay. Yeah, I think with all them, right, all right, all right. I think going the serious route with the Mulan remake is a huge mistake. Absolutely, especially seeing what Lion King was and the way it got recepted mm-hmm. there. Do not go the serious route if you're going to do live action. Do what you did with the Jungle Book, just because that was yeah, more but visual I thought Jungle Book sucked too. It was, it was, it was a visual marvel, similar to uh, Life of Pi. I got the same feeling in the, as that whenever I watched that film. Fuck, why do I keep touching this? Well, I know it's nice yeah, but, microphone. but didn't uh, didn't Jungle Book have Bill Murray? Yeah, as uh, the gorilla there. Yeah, yeah. so you, so you King Louis that shoe. I don't know. I, I the honestly the Disney live action dude. I feel like maybe the it's the story and how it can transition into a live action setting is what actually works. Plus, Mulan is actually based on actual history. Yeah. So yeah. sure that. Yeah. Wait. <clears throat> so walls don't work then. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> the Mongolians got over that. The Mongolians. The goddamn Mongolians. Don't turn down my shitty wall. <laughs> the goddamn I just thinking about the South Park like you just said. Jeremy <laughs> says, stop turning Disney it. cartoons into films. None of them work. I challenge you to one that worked. True that. Aladdin. None of them worked. I think Aladdin worked, dude. I, I, mean, I haven't watched Aladdin it. Aladdin was the one that worked. I don't think so. I still really? I loved it. I uh, I did too. That was the only one. The rest of them I turned off halfway through. I'm like, bah. Uh Also, we had this really funny idea the other day of Corey and I watching Nacho Libre and then doing Jerk the Curtain episodes for each match in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, if you're going to do that, that means yes. you got to do like, yes. you got to start doing other wrestling movies too. You got to do sure. Ready to Rumble then. Oh, yeah. we will. Yes. 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 So many it's WCW been so long since that. I've watched. Oh, you got to do The Wrestler then too. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, just wanna, you just want them to do The Wrestler because of Marissa Tomei naked. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, he says. Hey, hey, it's Marissa Tomei. She's still looking at that age. Tell me I'm wrong. She does. She's still hot. Yeah, that's why Marvel put her in there. They're like, we're going to make Aunt May hot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why she's there. You know, oh, speaking of which, it was kind of funny. So I mentioned how we started watching the OG trilogy the other day because mm-hmm. my daughter wanted to watch it. Her first question was, Daddy, who's that old lady? Like, <laughs> that's Aunt May. <laughs> Why she look like a grandma? I'm like, well, that's what Aunt May's supposed to look like, not like the new one. Should I try <laughs> to get David Arquette on Rabbit Hole? Fuck yeah! Okay. Why would she even ask that? Okay. Yes. Uh, Seriously, dude, if you get David Arquette on there, that means we have to. He's do, a professional wrestler um, now, so that's why I say that. That means we have to do that movie that I put on there that he directed right after that. Oh. Oh yeah. What was the name of that one? No, uh, it was the Tripper. Yeah. Dude, we could have a total David Arquette week. It'd be awesome. Oh, we could do eight-legged freaks on the show. Yeah, <laughs> I like that movie. No, that movie's great, it. dude. That, to watch. that was a movie that just wanted to have fun, and yeah. it did it one hundred percent. The only thing I didn't like was the goofy noises the spiders themselves made. Yeah, yeah. You, you take it down. Yeah. Take things out and be a lot better movie. Yeah, it's it sounded like fucking cats at some point. <laughs> but it also had a very young uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yes, yes, yes it, it did. did. Old Scojo. And a hot mom. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Kari Wurr. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the hell is she doing stop. anymore? What's that? She, like, disappeared after that. 
Yeah. Yeah, that was like what, early 2000s? Yeah. It was 2001 or three. Somewhere in that range. I think three. So we gave a shout out to Shutter earlier, and I would also like to shout out one other uh, streaming service, and that would be the one that we probably all watch this on, on, and that would be Tubi. Yes, because you know what? Tubi's fucking awesome, and it's like the underground shutter. There's so much horror on that shit. Oh, Full Moon Features releases, Vinegar Syndrome releases on there. Uh, Who else drops? Shout Shout Factory releases on there. Also, they have all the Super Sentai from Shout Factory on there as well. By the way, uh, another shout out to actually Shout. Charles Band as well. They have all Charles Band stuff. Yes, they do. But a nice shout out to Shout TV for their app being free for 30 days on on Roku right now. And, nice. and even afterwards, it's only like two ninety nine a month, so it's still a very good deal. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. That's a damn good deal. Because you, uh, you get Scream Factory releases, the Super Sentai, MST3K, uh, oh. Ultraman. Speaking of that, guys, uh, for the Power Hour, I've been kind of slacking on episodes. But I want to do themed episodes coming up here. You know, with the first episode, I did Trent Haga and Jared Von Jekyll. I wanted to do a Power Rangers episode and then a Big Bad Beetleborgs episode. So I, I was having okay. a director that I found that did uh, directed both Power Rangers Zio uh, through Time Force, did different episodes throughout the seasons in between that time span, and then uh, have some big bad Beetleborgs people on. Maybe have Jeff Burr come on talk a little bit about that, and then uh, maybe have one of the actual Power Rangers come on the Power Rangers show, and then actually have one of the actual Beetleborgs come on. I think that would be really cool. I think if we just did the scheduling properly, and I got all the production stuff set up properly, so I can do the timing. Uh, in real time on live. I don't know why I fucking do this to myself. Any certain uh, any certain uh, actors? That's on- that's the thing is, is if I do the Big Bad Beetleborgs, I'll probably want the, the younger uh, boy that played in that one. Uh, and right. For the Power Rangers, uh, anywhere between Zeo and Time Force. There's so many to pick from. It is. Uh, Yo, Zio. let me ask you this. Because you are a uh, Power Rangers buff, how many seasons was Jason David Frank in? Like 15? Jason David Frank. No, uh, he was in Mighty Morphin. He was in Zio Turbo, Dino Thunder, Thunder. and then uh, he was in Super Mega Force. Yes, and then he was he. And I know he, there's a couple episodes where he's come back, like the all the Forever Red one. He came back in. Yeah, Super Mega Force. And then there's he like came others. Back. Yeah, yeah. And then Austin St. John, you got to also remember, is the Red Ranger. He was the yep. Gold Ranger. In he Zio. and then he's also in Beast Morphers now. Damn. Power Rangers. Fucking Power Rangers. I, I, never, I never got that deep with Power Rangers. I wanted to get That's actually why Turbo happened. If you guys didn't know uh, the little kid in Turbo, what's his name? The The reason why they put the little kid as a ranger is because at that time, Beetleborgs was all kid cast, and it was beating Power Rangers for ratings. Another Saban show. So they start to, in order to compete with, their own, with themselves, they put a, a, a child in as a Blue Ranger in order to uh, start dip into a different market as to compete with themselves with big bad Beetleborgs. Yeah, I, I think that's when I, I kind of tapped out. Get rid of David Yost. Huh? I thought it was that was another. See, that was another thing, and that's why I want to have a, that Zeo director on to talk about why wasn't D- David Yost the Gold Ranger? Why bring on Ace Austin mm. St. John? Also, it, why not Austin St. John? But why not Jason David Frank's brother, who was already an established character on the show? May he rest in peace. It, yeah. So, wait, who was he on the show? He's like a fucking ninja guy that helps him at one point. Yeah, um, he was in, he was, he played a Native American character. Yes. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I can't remember his name. Uh, Tommy did this really uh, where he had like the walkabout or 
Yeah, where yeah. He, they went and found himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that shit. God, really man, racist as fuck episode. If you go back and look at it now, <laughs> dude, the whole first season. You would piss off the Native American. The Black Ranger, the Yellow Ranger. Come on, need yeah. to say more. Those inherently racist. But also, if you guys go back and think about it, Zio was like so fucking cool because we got I the train. Zio. Zio had the best theme song, and we got to see a crossover with the Aqua the Aquatarians. Wait, uh, oh, when they did the oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. underwater Power yeah. Rangers. That's yeah. when the kids they all turned to kids, right? Yeah, yeah, fucking dope. I love that. Yeah, I fucking Jesus I love the theme song. That's actually on my iPod. And Beetleborgs is cool too. It's like a Power Rangers horror themed show. It's it's fucking sweet. VR Troopers, I thought was better. Myself, you know, you guys but... realize this is the second episode in a row we've yep. had this exact same discussion. Hey, we love this stuff. Okay. <laughs> It's an interesting topic, and we need to have almost a whole show dedicated to it. But. Hall of Heroes. Yeah. We should just do a show recovery, though. Power Rangers, Beetleborgs, Ultraman, yeah. all sorts of stuff. Because there's some really cool shit that a lot it of It came have- from Japan! <laughs> we all, if we're going to cover all that, then we're definitely China. covering Japanese Spider-Man, China. dude. He's <laughs> oh, God, I really want to see that. Japanese Spider-Man? Yeah. Oh, dude. When he turns fucking giant and everything like that, it's just because he's been in the uh, the Spider Verse crossover in the comics. I know, and I love it. It's great. See, this is where we need to have the portion of the show where we hit pause and then we say, and the next twenty minutes of conversation you can find on the paywall, and they have to pay five minutes more, and then Bobby takes his shirt off, and then they get to watch the rest of the video. Uh, Why not? His pants are already off. I mean, his pants are already off. Is that a turtleneck, Uh, Bobby? Yes. That is so fucking hot. It's like What's Tom up, Cruise. Archer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> is it black or slightly darker black? <laughs> it's black, baby. It's black, just like the Black Ranger. Well, I think that's it for this episode, guys. What do you think? Here? Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. Well, thank you for guys for joining us on another exciting episode of the Gore and More podcast. This is your host with the motherfucking most TJ Bowser signing off. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Lehost with Lay Most. Oh yeah, this is your dark lord of knowledge saying see you later, bitches. This is Big Johnny D saying see you later, Gorehounds. This is your killing machine, Bobby Amon saying sorry I was fucking late, but I made it back in. So see you all next week. Yeah, jackass. <laughs> Why do I keep leaving that in the fucking recordings? <laughs> <laughs> Marvelous Merville, at your service. Marvelous Merville, that's my name. And I'll do my best to entertain you with magic and laughter, cause that's my game. I could light up the sky each day at sunrise and darken the clouds when it's time to rain. That's some of the magic I have mastered. I'll show you the rest when you call my name. I want to make the whole world laugh even if the laugh's on me oh, I pay the smile upon my face there for everyone to see so put a smile on your face like your old friend Merle whenever you're feeling alone and blue like marvelous Merle you'll soon discover a smile can do magical things for you Thank you.
I wanna make the whole world laugh, even if the laugh's on me. I paint a smile upon my face, there for everyone to see. So put a smile on your face, like your old friend Mervo, whenever you're feeling alone and blue. Like marvelous Mervo, you'll soon discover a smile can do magical things for you. Oh yeah, oh marvelous Mervo.